Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. Just a note for our listeners. Um, we are, unfortunately, due to scheduling and family obligations, um, we are scheduling a two-week hiatus? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have this show and then another show next Thursday evening as well. Um, but then we're going to go on break for a bit um, due to me and Will having <laughs> <laughs> inadvertently scheduled things on separate weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just in we'll, time for Loki. <laughs> just in time for, exactly. We, we planned, yeah, you know, we at, whenever we set these things up, we had no idea when Loki was going to start. So. Right. But, and, uh, and the date kept changing. So. And it kept bouncing around and stuff. But yeah, we're, we're going to, we have various, various things going on. We, we'll be back the last week of June. So, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we will have a full slate of, of Loki talk. All right. We got some headlines to go over. Um, few things off the top. I'm going to start with the random things that Will just added last minute. Um, that we kind of <laughs> sort of care about, but not really. Um, Steven and Robin, Robbie O'Mell are filming a Code 8 sequel because so many people checked it out. Not really. Um, Mission Impossible 7 production shut down due to a COVID case. Was it time? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, you know, that would have been funny if it actually had been Tom Cruise given, given the, the rant. And the only reason why I included this on here is just like, but you know, the, the rant that he had, uh, uh, I guess a few months ago with, with the, right. with the, uh, person not, uh, following the protocols and stuff. And then of course it happened. So, you know, and it's a reminder folks, get your vaccine if you haven't, because, it, you know, we want to get out of this damn pandemic and that's the only way we're going to do so. So get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, Donnie Yen is joining the cast of John Wick 4. So he's apparent. Yeah, that was a news item that dropped late this afternoon. And uh, he's going to be joining the cast, playing a friend of uh, Keanu Reeves' character, John Wick. And, uh, you know, plus I just, I mean, I just love Donnie Yen. So it's, I just thought that would be a cool thing to add and to this, you know, to Keanu's, you know, c- continuing expansion of his various franchises. Um, and then in other casting news, Jonathan Majors is in talks to join Creed 3. I feel like that's pretty much confirmed. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it is. I think it is. I guess if they're following the, the, uh, bookends of like the original Rocky series, I guess, I guess Johnny Majors' character will be, uh, uh, Clever Lang's son, I guess. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. You know, um, I was listening to SEN earlier today, and I forget, or I don't, I think it might have been an episode from earlier in the week, but I think it was, I forget who it was on the panel, but they said, you know, what they might do is they actually might make it another, um, Another offspring of Apollo. Yeah. Oh, oh. So it's brother versus brother. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That, yeah. Now that's a story beat I would like. Yeah. That yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, and and Jonathan Majors. I mean, 
he he's gonna have a villainous turn in the MCU, but um, right now I just know him as a hero. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't, I'm looking forward you know, to to Ant Man. Uh, Kevin needs to be Kang in that film. So yeah. Um, speaking about MCU, the latest MCU rumor is Marvel's What If series is coming in August 2021. That means this August. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus. Um, great. They'll probably have five different um, um, premiere dates that will change, but it, it, it probably will be August. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I saw this, and then... Uh, I saw another site that said, no, that's just, that's just, you know, people are trying to um, create something from an Entertainment Weekly article from several months ago with the potential lineup for shows on fall and summer for on, on Disney Plus and other platforms. So, uh, you know, but if it's confirmed, I mean, that'll, that'll give us another 10 weeks of great uh, Marvel com- content. And, and obviously it'll, I think one of the, one of the rumors was uh, uh there's apparently a party Thor episode of, of what if so uh that'll that'll be interesting to see if that is that rumor comes to fruition what if what if yeah. it happens um other in other marvelous news sony movie president has confirmed that this week that there is a plan <laughs> there is a plan to connect all of these random or to connect the MCU and Sony Pictures universe. They're talking about their like villain yeah. universe. Yeah, I guess they call their thing the Sony Pictures okay. universe of Marvel characters. Gross. Um, <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. It does not. So that will get connected to the MCU because you know we like to share. And um, it will all be unveiled in this December's Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, I have to say, well, I saw the poster this mm-hmm. week on Twitter mm-hmm. for No Way Home. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that the portals are made, are, are, um, are from Doctor Strange. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well there you, we got this multiverse. You know, everybody's been saying Toby and Andrew are going to show up. So, hmm. Yeah. I just, I like that small detail. And as someone who probably shouldn't say that she's seen um, Doctor Strange, um, I've seen enough to pick up on that detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and I'm just, I mean, this fall, I, I, I'm, I'm glad summer's here. The weather's nice, yada yada yada. But you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to some of this fall content we have in store. So. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a marvelous fall, and uh, yeah, just it, it, we, you know, actually looking forward to. Going to the theater and and watching Black Widow on the big screen and uh, and other and Shang Chi and other things. So yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Yep. Um. Unfortunately, what is not on our horizon it will be a second season of the Netflix show Jupiter's Legacy. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yesterday evening they uh there was a story where the Netflix basically canceled all the contracts for the the cast and said, Yep, you're free to go. Do do your go forth and do your own thing. But they didn't call it a cancellation, but they might as well have called it a cancellation because that's what they did. Um uh, and uh but but with that they are going to create another show in the Jupiter's Legacy universe, but focusing on the villains. And then it gets even better. Today the Hollywood reporter like showed the the latest like latest Nielsen numbers for the the May premieres and Actually, Jupiter's Legacy actually uh, premiered on top for their their premiere week, yeah, even do, doing better than Hand, Handmaid's Tale and and some other shows. Yeah, huh. I, I guess yeah, I, you know, Netflix is just weird with how they treat their pro- their their properties. Yeah, yeah, like they create um, multiple superhero shows. And then, um, because everyone made fun of when their big crossover, they just ended up canceling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and Disney Plus, but yeah. I mean, no, um, sorry, just a random note about Handmaid's Tale. Um, yeah. because right before getting on, I was actually watching the latest episode and I was pleasantly surprised to see that Elizabeth Moss had directed that episode. Huh. I did not know. I mean, these days, it, I shouldn't be surprised because long the longer running the show is, the more likely some of the lead cast members will get behind the camera. Mm-hmm. We see that happen all the time with the CW shows. Yep. yep. So, but I I still didn't didn't think she was even interested in that, and and I actually was making note of some of the interesting camera angles that they were using. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, uh, how, how did you, what were your overall impressions of her, of her work as a director? As a director, I, I didn't even, like, I thought it was a really well executed, um, well executed, um, episode. And there, it, it was a, I, I want to say, oddly enough, it was kind of a quiet episode. Um, but there, there was a lot of emotional stuff, um, because it was about testimony. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, that, I have a weird dynamic with that show. I feel like I didn't even watch season two. I fully watched season three. I've watched half of season four and the later half. So Handmaid's Tale is a weird show where I feel like I can go in and out. Yeah. Um, because sometimes there are a lot of things I just fast forward because I I don't like torture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you don't have to, you know, there's no requirement for you to, like, punch yourself through any kind of scenes that make you feel uncomfortable. Right, right, which is weird because that show goes from, like, horribly graphic torture scenes to scenes where I will just sit here and I will start to cry because of the emotional drama and man, the season finale, third season finale, like just thinking about some of the stuff that happens, I, I, it still makes me like get teary eyed, like damn. Anyways, we're not here to listen to me cry. We, 
I think we've covered all of the headlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we covered them all. But yeah, yeah, but... Uh... Um, so, so we do have two shows to talk about tonight because I did my homework. Um, we have Superman and Lois and Invincible. Let's let's talk some Invincible. Okay. I watched it. <laughs> you watched? So did I. So did I. I think I I, I finished it before. I, th- I think I watched. Yeah, I finished it. I guess about I guess week two weeks ago. So. So now the tables have turned because we are talking about a show that you haven't watched in a while. And I just watched, although I watched it like I finished it four days ago. So okay. um, here, my, my overall thoughts is um, I, I think because it was never on my radar or something to watch, mm-hmm. um, but I know we needed content. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it, it's like my experience viewing it is kind of masked under this oh I, I have to watch this um, but the first half of the season I just could not get into it at all mm-hmm. um, so I mainly had it on in the background while I was doing other things I'm going to be perfectly honest about my viewing experience yeah, um, yeah. and then right around the time when they introduced um, what was his name? Titan. The Titan mm-hmm. episode. I think it's yeah. like the fourth or fifth episode. Yeah. Uh, that one started to pick things up. However, I still don't really feel like I really sat down and watched a full episode without being distracted until mm-hmm. the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and the finale is when it dawned on me why they could never do this in live action. Yeah. <laughs> So it was actually yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, don't do this. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that you say you, uh, about your viewing experience because I think when this show premiered, you know, it was it was I mean, Amazon did not do the Netflix thing with this show either. Uh, they actually did release it over a span of eight weeks, and it overlapped uh, with Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I. I started it, and like you, I couldn't get into it at, the, at when I first time I watched it because I, I felt that there were a lot of tropes that were very similar to other shows in the genre. I mean, you know, we had you know you had the Guardians of Guardians of um, of the Globe, which you know obviously is a riff on the Justice League, and of course we yeah. <laughs> you know and you know we saw that too with the uh, group in in, in in Jupiter's legacy and yep. and so yeah and, and so you know so obviously you know Robert Kirkman who had a stint at Marvel uh, before spinning off and you know start and in, in, in doing Walking Dead and and Invincible and stuff with Image Comics uh, it, you know it's 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 hard I think for these types of properties to build a universe whenever you've had, you know, we have these two Titans, you know, to, to, to build, to build on that. And so what I did like about this series at the outset was Omni-Man killing all the other guardians of the globe. And so that was the hook to, that was able to get me in it. 
but not in it to the point where I was just like, oh, I got to like, you know, where I was like Falcon and Winter Soldier and other things. I was just like, I can't wait, you know, became like appointment TV for me. Uh, this one was one where I was like, okay, I kind of put it to the back burner and then I picked it up again. Actually, I think, yeah, after Falcon and Winter Soldier ended and, uh, and then a lot of people were you know, listening to other watching shows like SEN and other, uh, you know, Blurs in the Hood and other shows, uh, really talking about the finale. So right. I was, oh, with this finale, I, you know, to your point, uh, I, with the, the finale talk really got me pulled back in like, oh, shit, I feel like I'm missing out on something. So that's what got me back into this. And then once I did start it up again, um, you're, you're right. It still took me a bit until about that fourth, third or fourth episode where I was like, ah, OK, now I'm getting invested. Right. Yeah. It. I I agree with you that the struggle is with this. Oh, this oversaturation of this particular genre. And especially right now, as things are being dropped and put um, and aired, we we go into a show like this, and instantly I think about um, Miles Morales in mm-hmm. um, in Spider Man, just because it's it's a very similar origin story, mm-hmm. um, because the main character and Miles are so. Um, similar in their approach and perspective on power and being a superhero and what they have to learn. Um, and, and even arguably some of the interactions that they have with their family, um, thinking about the prowler in into the spider reverse. Mm -hmm. So, um, I found like their past to be very similar and like, I've already seen this and arguably I've seen it done better. Um, and then on top of that, this show does attempt to build that that world and that that reality that there are superheroes everywhere mm-hmm. um and there are these leagues and this code and oh my god we just talked about Jupiter's legacy <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we just watched that so so it's very hard and we've had this struggle for a while i mean you can't not compare them because everything is so relevant um, and talking about the CW verse, we do nothing but compare those yeah. shows because um, it is, it is just, they're all part of this universe and, and this genre, which pulls inspiration, but what ultimately does either retain an audience is to do those tropes um, but just provide enough spin where you're intrigued about, okay, well, what are they going to do next year? And and I don't know for certain if I'm intrigued. Um, I I just felt like the finale was very satisfying. I, I yeah, I completely agree that uh, that that finale. The the one thing about the finale that I thought was really phenomenal uh, you know beyond the obvious violence and gore was the react you know like in your show notes you make a point that the the you could not pull this off in live action (laughs) (laughs) you could try (laughs) you could try you could try but you're probably gonna rate it x before if you did so because the the you know and, and that's the thing i think where you know, when you see all the carnage and stuff in a, a movie like Man of Steel, when 
Zod and Superman were were fighting it out in in Metropolis, and and of course all the things we saw in the Avengers with um, you know with the Battle of New York. It, it, the thing that this show does that what you know makes it stand out is one, it definitely like you know it doesn't it, you know shows the carnage and how you know, bystanders do get killed and they they bring it out full force. And, and, and this, and this, and, and then, you know, the thing that I guess that really stood out to me also was when Mark and Omni-Man were having their fight and it ended up with, you know, Mark getting his ass handed to him and, and Omni-Man almost killing his own son, you know, was the, 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 the moment of like the humanity, humanity had gotten in, in, inside of Omni-Man. And when he was thinking about Mark, you know, he has that little moment where he like, you know, you know, goes back and thinks about Mark um, as a child and, and, and playing baseball and, and and trying to achieve it, and that's what stops him from from killing him. And you know, that that was really the one. That's probably the standout moment in the whole series for me. Um, yeah. With with, with even though the Viltramites had this ultimate goal of conquering things in, in, in the universe, uh, his time, Omni-Man's time on Earth had, had tainted him, I guess, as far as his Viltramite lineage and, and code to the point where he, you know, he, he stops from killing Mark and then he, and he departs and goes off and to who knows where. So. Right. I, I still think... Because I I had a different opinion about that scene. I I saw what they were doing and it made sense, but I also felt like it came at a very bizarre time. Mm. Um, like I would have thought he would have had that epiphany maybe a little bit earlier on in the fight. Um, but I also understand that they they really wanted to show no he was like one punch away. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I get that to an extent, but overall, with um, with Omni Man, between the first step, what happens at the end of the first episode and the finale, his character overall is very inconsistent hmm. because he, we know he's hiding the secret, and. His ex. There are some. There is some truth to what what he tries to explain to Mark during the finale, and what he tr- even tries to explain to his wife at points. But it, it's just it's weird to me how no, y- you still really haven't explained though why exactly you killed everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah you, you and also you not only killed everyone, you then hid it for weeks. Only to suddenly have to, because people found out that you killed them, now you're going to kill your son? Like, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the overall plan was, um, which may, may have been something that they could have, like, dropped, like, a hint of, yeah, he, there was a purpose for killing everyone in that moment. And I, I don't think we got that resolution for exactly why. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well. You know, again, this first season was 
you know, only only a start, an introduction, you know, to 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 the series. I mean, the show is already it was renewed for a second and third season. So uh, I, I saw I was watching Kirkman on um, Fat Man and Beyond with uh, Mark Bernard and and Kevin Smith, and he was, or maybe it was another, or maybe another show, but. Um, you know, basically, it was only like this first season only got like a quarter of a way into into the into the comic. So I think there's a a lot of those things that, as, as the story unfolds, will get answers to some of the questions that that you had as far as some of the motivations and those types of things. Yeah, which which is a smart move. I mean, you don't want to play play all of your cards in the first season, and you definitely. The first season is mainly about Mark and his realization about what being a hero is and also the some of the truth of who his father really is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's um, we'll see what happens when the second season drops and what other shows are being aired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be. I guess we'll be in twenty twenty two or or so whenever we get the 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 second season. So you know, we'll 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 see what we'll see what's on the horizon. Yeah, speaking about um, aliens and being our heroes and also weapons, we had um, the latest episode of Superman and Lois drop. Um, Will, what are your thoughts about this episode? So you know. This show, I I really 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 like it. It's basically a, a a family show wrapped into, and not family in the sense of like you know everybody can sit down and around the table and you know you know and, and watch it together. I mean I guess you can, but I mean they take a lot of mature themes and and wrap it around in the superhero universe. And one of the things that I think really stands out for me with this series is it really shows. Clark Kent is the, um, you know, the, the focal point, not, not Superman. I mean, you know, it really is, you know, there's always a question of which personality is the true personality. Is it Clark Kent, the true personality and Superman is, is not, or is Superman the true personality and Clark Kent's the mask? And I think the way this show really puts it out there is Clark Kent is the true personality and Superman is the mask. And I think, all the things that we've been seeing in this first season really have, you know, with him, especially being a father and dealing with the issues of fatherhood, but also having his responsibility as Superman. You know, they, they've done a really artful job of of sharing that this this showing that this first season. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you you make some very valid points, especially after this particular episode, which surprisingly, I think maybe. He had Tyler had maybe like what ten minutes of screen time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. this was Lois, and yeah. which I was very surprised by. I like the choice of changing up the structure of the episode. We've been getting a lot of episodes that are very structured, similarly, and this week starting giving us a scene for something that happens a good three quarters of the way through the episode and then replaying how it came to that, I thought was a brilliant choice. I like, like this episode proves my point that I had last week, 
Okay. <laughs> the actor who plays Jonathan is just a better actor <laughs> overall because him and Lois have, and I've seen Twitter and I will quote it, but people say one of the best acted scenes that the CW has ever aired. Yeah. Um, and I agree that their fight and, um, and both of their perspectives. I like how this show had enough awareness to we we we've we've seen um we've seen um Jordan and and uh, Clark fight about powers and what ha- the responsibilities and we've seen that in other things but for the first time we have this real authentic vulnerable fight about what it means to be a human in a family of superheroes mm-hmm. and the vulnerability of that and the feeling that you can't help or protect. And then they, they, they one upped it. Will they one upped it and they talked about a miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Yeah. Where is this in the flash? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The other shows could not carry this off, and that's what I meant by it. it's a more mature uh, and a family, you know, really tackling serious issues in a mature and not goofy way. Right. And I'm okay. Goofy's fine. It is, you know, and 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 the Flash's tone is is supposed to be more light and stuff, but but. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, just just move this show over to the HBO Max already because it, it, it's it's out of place on on the CW at this point. I feel in in some regards. Yeah, um, it's definitely very very mature. I I was I really liked this episode overall. I I liked John Henry Irons and everyone coming to terms with him and his story and how at the end of the day um it's not they didn't sew everything up they 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 were forced to kind of work together in a way and Mm -hmm. lois really saved the day um but but i also like the maturity at the end between him and lois where he acknowledges that he she's not his lois Right. Um, because th- that would have been such the typical thing to do to carry this on and him being a crazy person and still thinking, no, you are, you are. But no, it's he's intelligent enough to say, no, I get it, but I still can't let what happened to my earth co- go completely. So I um, I thought that there was just a lot of overall well, this logical choices, which. Yeah. And I don't know if you keep thinking this, which every time they go back to Lana <laughs> in some of the Lang storylines, like I like the character of Sarah, not just because she shares my name, but because I, I think that they have some potential there, especially with her, her own depression issues. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they showed that in earlier episodes with Lana herself. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't know. It's just is it's so cheesy at points. I think, um, yeah, I think with the with whatever I mean, like this week, I, that was one of the I, I like Sarah and and 
and the whole Lang story and, and basically how they are using Lana to recruit uh, the, the ex-Kryptonian soldiers for, for Morgan Edge. I mean, I like that angle of mm-hmm. how, you know, how they did the good, they did the, the head fake with, you know, with us all thinking Captain Lupo was going to be the big bad, but ultimately, and, and, and Edge was just sort of a, you know, going to be a, you know, there, but, um, but whatever he was doing was going to be the secondary point. But obviously the big thing is the, the ex, ex, the, the, the soldiers being created and, and John Henry's worries that Clark is going to become the leader of those, um, Kryptonian characters, um, on, on Earth Prime. And so, you know, but so I thought, yeah, so I'm, I'm liking how they're using them. I know there is the, the whole family dynamics going on there, but especially, you know, because it seemed that Kyle and Lana were, were, yeah, had really mended things. And then, of course, Lana was, uh, kept pushing him off when, you know, he wanted to leave the fire department and, and, go, and go work for Edge. And then, um, uh, you know, that got kind of blown up this week with, uh, when, um, uh, he was, you know, told that by, uh, I'm blanking on the character's name right now, Lars, or I think, I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, so those, those elements work and, you know, and, and, you know, we, you know, it, it does help build a sense of community for, for the show, as far as, you know, instead of it being, you know, big metropolis and you just, you know, encounter people once. And they would never see him again. You know, it shows how everything is sort of intertwined in, in this community. So I, I like that aspect of it. You know, the thing that kind of got me this week was, was I felt that the John Henry story, I hated the resolution. I felt like it, we, we, we you know, we, we were getting more info about him. And we, you know, we saw his life with Lois, you know, whenever she and, and, and Jonathan were looking at the, you know, computer and, and then, and then just when he and, and Superman finally have their, have their confrontation moment, uh, he packs up and, and, and goes off to parts unknown for, for now. I mean, we know he's going to be back. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, I'll, and I, I guess, you know, I go, I could go both ways on it. I mean, on the one hand, I was disappointed because I really liked that character. Right. But on the other hand, narratively, I see why he had to go at this point in the story, uh, right. because they had addressed the the underlying issues, and 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 so they they had to push him off for now. Yeah, it's kind of like, but you spent all this time developing it, and now we're here, and and it's we're saying goodbye already, like. Yeah. And, we, and you're right. I mean, it's pretty telegraphed. No, he's going to be back later on. Because they haven't won yet, mm-hmm. and um, but but at the same time, I'd rather them them do that development now, put him off to the side, and bring him back in when needed, so that it doesn't feel like later on in the season we have to 
suddenly you get to know this character right. um, all over again. So so it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I think some of the fear is also, oh, wait, now we only have Maxwell? <laughs> <laughs> He's not that interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah but, but who knows who they'll bring bring on and and really the drama and the stakes are not coming from these villains so much as the the family bond and the dynamics and how how jonathan um how how john henry irons affected this this dynamic between jonathan and lois um and and ultimately Lois and Clark too um and which is it's it's interesting we didn't really hear a lot from Clark about his whole perspective on the miscarriage no no but i, I think but i think that was very wise of them yeah. to do it that, yeah. that they didn't he was there especially when especially when you think about they learn that and the other Earth, this John, Henry, you know John Henry's daughter is Natalie. They were planning on naming her daughter Natalie. I mean, he he said enough in that moment. I think uh, when after Lois confides in him about the you know, how she had ripped into Jonathan about things, you know, he 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 he, he was he he was the understanding husband. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and realize that even though, yes, it was a loss for the both of them, there's just the next level loss that he will never ever comprehend yep. and understand that what Lois went through and losing and lose with the miscarriage. And, and I, and, you know, hats off to Elizabeth Tullock. I mean, I, I don't, you know, don't, I mean, I know, don't know her personal history or story or anything like that, but, um, but just the, the honesty and the portrayal of 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 that type of loss, mm-hmm. and and the scene with you know those scenes which she had with with the therapist, um, it was just just the just the honesty and and humanity um, that that came across in her in her portrayal of of, of Lois and and just the sincerity that yeah that was that was so convincing so that when. Like to your earlier point about there's the apology that Jonathan and and Lois had, you know, it, it added to that scene as far as just really being believable that uh, you know you, you have two individuals who, in the heat of the moment, deeper context to her to her, her, her reacting the way that she did with, with Jonathan and and and, and Jonathan you know, responding the way that he did when, whenever she did offer the apology. And it also goes into the larger theme that they talked about in earlier shows about we're going to be an open family about everything. Yeah. About everything. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Jonathan's path moving forward. Um, because I can't imagine feeling that vulnerable and, um, and feeling honestly like a little just betrayed genetically because it's like, wait, I'm his son too. Why does mm-hmm. he get the powers and I don't? Mm-hmm. And now I don't understand half of my dad. More importantly, I don't, there's a part of my twin that I will never understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I just hope they don't jump the shark and suddenly at the end of the season, Jonathan has powers. 
I hope not. I hope not. Or yeah, or if it maybe or if it's a maybe it's a fluke thing, but I, I really hope not because I because I, I, I like I like the pairings that they have, and it really gives opens up a lot of great avenues for storytelling. Having uh, you know a blended family of superheroes and non not not superheroes, superpowered people and non superpower people. Right. Right. Well. I I don't know. I I think that's it for us tonight. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. I think we covered a lot of good ground, and um, yeah. And then of course next week we have Loki will be here, so we will have lots to talk about with that that first episode. Let's just clarify: Loki will not actually be talking to Will and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to tease y'all. I think we're having Tom Hiddleston here. <laughs> we will try. We will try. If we do, though, you will know it. <laughs> yes. Yes. We will yeah. be talking Loki and all of his mischievousness, and probably well, Superman and Lois is dropping airing again next yep. week, right? Yes. We'll, be, we'll, we'll 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 continue our discussions of the Kents. Yep. All right. Uh, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.